music's a little too uplifting. Lock and load. We're ready to go, baby. Uh, yeah. Bears lost. 26-6. They threw for... Who wants to say it? Hold it. Let me let me jump in right there with that, folks. Now, <laughs> this will be set up. The year 2021. Pace, our general manager, has been here seven years. Nagy, four years. Okay? We are in the third game of the 21 season. And at the end of this game, folks, at the end of this game with our number one draft choice at quarterback, we passed for a net one yard. That would be one as in one. And we ran, excuse me, for 46 yards for a total of 47 yards. If Nagy is the head coach tomorrow, that would have to be the laughing stock in the city of Chicago. He is a disgrace. Folks, we have 26 coaches from Nagy down to whoever the last guy is. 26 coaches. We passed for 83 yards last week, and we have a total net yardage of 47 yards and one passing yard, and this is a passing league. And this guy, Nagy, is our head coach. I, I'm i not making this stuff up, folks. You can't believe this. You, <laughs> I, Dad, jump in here. I'm a, I, uh, you folks, know, I, here, here's the thing. You know, and, and my partners, we're, we're, we're looking at each other. Uh, we're incredulous. We cannot. We can't believe what we just saw for three hours. But here's here's the here's the bottom line. It's the ultimate insult to the reputation of not only the Chicago Bears but to the public trust. Anybody that has anything to do with Chicago is embarrassed. Now, here's here's the real the real kicker. They had a chance to do the right thing last January. After. Failing at pretty much everything they have tried to do since the opening season where everything kind of fell in their lap and it was the the hidden hand of Vic Fangio and that defense gave them a certain pedestal that now they think that they have the high ground and moral authority to try to tell everybody else how smart they are. But now after watching today, it was the ultimate insult. And let me just tell you this. Instead of doing the right thing and firing pace and Nagy's ass back in January and realizing how big a, a fools we've been made of, George McKeskey and the Brain Trust, they should do a mea culpa, a full-page ad, and say, we should have done the right thing back in January, but now we've got another 14 games of this idiocy. But here's the thing, OB. Go ahead, babe. They kept these two. And you know what? Everything they've tur- touched has turned to you know what? The decision to get rid of the offensive tackles. It blows up in our face. Think about this. Miles Garrett today, pretty good player. Had a record, uh, you know, career day. And at the end of the telecast, Greg Olson, who used to be here, he said all week long, everybody was screaming in Cleveland, oh, where's the pass rush? And the two defensive ends says we've been chipped and, and doubled and we've, you know, we've been flummoxed because oppos- opposing offenses basically took us out of the game. Well, we're so smart, we don't even chip one time and yet they pillage our first round draft pick. If I'm, 
Hey, if I'm Justin Fields, I tell him, I've got a bad shoulder. I'm not playing again. I wouldn't play behind this guy's play calling one more down. That, Danny, I, let me tell you something. They're going to get him killed. Yeah, you you seen, I mean, guys, our offensive line, I know those guys are trying to give everything they have, okay? But as the great Doug Buffon would have said, looking at these five offensive linemen, these five guys can't play dead, okay? They can't play dead, and it's not their fault. They have no business being in the National Football League. And again, you got 26 coaches, and you got pace, and whoever our scouts are bringing these people in, and you can see year after year, game after game, that they can't play. How the hell is it that we don't go downfield today? How is it possible? How is it possible you don't throw the ball of Mooney down the field? Good one down the field. We tried it one time and got an interference call. Again, the stupidity of this coaching staff. And again, 26 coaches. Folks, a net yard after 60 minutes of football. 60 minutes, we have net yard passing one. Rushing 46 yards. Nagy, George McCaskey, will you get rid of this clown? Don't have him on the premise of Hallis Hall tomorrow. Get rid of him. You can't go another 14 games with this clown at the front with our game plans, our offensive game plans, and how we attack the field and how we don't attack the field. How the hell can you not game after game after game not stretch the field? Folks, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely beside myself. These, these facts, net yard passing in the game, one, one, and we run for 46 yards. Do you know how pathetic and how bad you got to be to put a game plan together and put these people out on the field to mount those numbers? I'll, I'll give you a couple stats, OB. Uh, by the way, before you got on the scene, December 11, 1960, the Bears lost to the Browns 42 to zip. Uh, they still were out game today on, on that day. Uh, the Bears had 193 yards to the 47 they got today. I'll give you another one, which is interesting. You know, last year, the Broncos, because of COVID, they didn't have a quarterback. Kendall Hilton, the wide receiver, had to play QB. I mean, he was one for nine for 13 yards. Oh, he's a he's a wide receiver. By the way, Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Phone lines have been locked in before we even got here. 312-981-7200. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, folks. It, it, you know, if Dan's, if we're a little, like, over the top a little bit, I tell you, enough is enough. Okay, enough is enough. My God, like you people in Chicago, you've been great Bear fans and whatever. Like, you can't see it. You can't understand what's going on out there. And this, you're going to bring this guy as a head coach? All he does, he gets in the ear of a quarterback. I don't know what the hell he's telling them. He's sure not talking about the game they're ready to play. That's for damn sure. We were trying to build some excitement before the game today. We were all excited, right, Ham? I mean, we wanted to see the rookie. It shouldn't have been I, like this. It should not you, have been like this. How the hell do you not throw the football down the field? You you bring in a tight end to, to, to basically close, you know, shut down the defensive end pass rush, go max pro inside, and let the kid throw it down the field. The only, only big play we had all day, we slung it downfield, we got a P.I. call. OB was talking about that in the pregame. 
Don't be scared to do it. At the worst, they intercepted. It's a 40-yard punt. Big deal. How many punts did we have today? 15? The only guy on the team that should get a paycheck is the punter. We'll come back here. we got a full show with you going until 5 o'clock. Fields, by the way, on the day, 5 for 20, 68 yards, but with the 67 yards of sacks on nine sacks. Cleveland, Miles Garrett just, I think they gave him the, uh, the, he just joined you in the Hall of Fame, Ham. Miles Garrett's a Hall of Famer now. Let let me tell you something. You you can't, you can't let this go on. And this is, this is in the first three games. It's the same thing the week before and the week before. Okay. And and it's the same thing the year before and the year before and the year before. This you got to put a stop to this. You're taking 53 kids, getting them out on that f- football field, and you're not equipping them with an offensive game plan that can put points on the board. And that's what it's all about. And we don't do it. Whose fault is it? The kids out there? You're the ones picking them. You're the ones saying they could play, and you're the ones coming up with the game plan. George McCaskey. Fire this idiot tonight! Habman OB, sponsored by a local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. We'll get to some calls and a ton to do here with you till 5 on 720 WGN. There's 0 for 4 on third down so far. It's pressure again. It's Here we go, 720 WGN, Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. If you missed the opening segment, I highly recommend checking it out when it gets uh, put on WGNRadio.com. Yes, we are looking for a coaching change, which is not coming immediately, but if it doesn't get better, it's possible that it could come at the end of the year. As incredulous as it may sound, John Shoup, Mark Tressman are looking like offensive (laughs) titans. Compared to this fool. Bring back Trespin. I forgot one other stat, folks. <clears throat> Again, you know, in four quarters of football today, we had six first downs. Six. Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, that's pathetic. Folks, six first downs is a average NFL touchdown drive. It's, it's, and to have it in a 60-minute 60 60 football game? Yeah, these, but- these stats on, on this game were staggering. I thought last week was bad enough, Okay. This t- t- today, folks. I I mean, they were eighty three times better last. Week I mean, there are words passion. that I would really like to describe it to, but you couldn't <laughs> say it over the airwaves. All I gotta say, say it one more time, George McCaskey, get rid of him tonight. Get rid of Nagy tonight. If you want to break down the six first downs, too, it can look even worse. Two of them came from passing. Two of them came from rushing. Two of them came from penalties. So. I guess you got to give him credit for earning a first down on a penalty, like the one be- the best play of the game. So we we averaged a first a first down a quarter, first down a quarter that we actually got without a penalty. One a quarter. Oh my god! One a, a, qu- a third of our first downs came from the officials. One a quarter, one passing yard. Let's one, get to the phone. See how happy everybody else is. One in the one is the loneliest number. Can we get that for a bump here today, uh, Sammy Martino? I'd love to hear that tune. Uh, I believe it's three, three dog night. Yep. Yeah. Chip in Glenview. You've been waiting before the show started. Welcome to WGN. Oh, Go my ahead. Goodness, I, where do I start here? First of all, you guys have been more entertaining already than the whole game was. Uh, Allow me to vent just for a few seconds. That, I've been watching the Bears for 55 years. That is the worst performance of any offense the Bears have ever run out on the field. And that's saying a lot. We have no wide receivers. There was no separation. There's no separation for the quarterback. We have a very bad offensive line. 
and probably the worst head coach in the league. The play calling that he puts on this kid quarterback, once again, terrible. You have to run the ball to keep a team's defense honest. Even if you fail at it for a quarter, you've got to run the football. You cannot pass every down and let them tee off on you. And lastly, the Browns use their first-round picks and other teams for different make difference makers. The Browns will draft a Baker Mayfield and a Miles Garrett, and the Bears will draft a Cole Komet and Tavon Jenkins. That's the problem, and it starts upstairs. There has to be changes. Pace, Nagy, it, it just it, it was so evident. We were it was men against boys out there, and that's because we do not draft well. Thank you, Chip. Appreciate you, Chip. I mean, that's a, you know, it's a twofer. It, it's not just Nagy. It's Ryan Pace. And again, this offensive line is in shambles because of Pace's decisions. I could go all the way through it, but it's all because of what he has been unable to discern about what's important in the NFL. Now, let me, let me just say this. You know, this game is going to kind of camouflage a little bit of a really solid defensive play the first Two and a half quarters by the Bears. Later on in the game, they started, it was, you know, it was give up. And all I know is that the reason that Chip's talking about us abandoning the run is because, yeah, we weren't successful at it, but we weren't able to be able to protect the quarterback and keep the momentum from going all against us when they start feeling emboldened by the fact that they've gotten a sack or two sacks and our quarterback has now got a skedaddle brain, then everybody clamps down. I don't care if it was Jerry Rice. They would clamp down on him. It's all the way of the game flow, and it's all dictated by the offensive coordinator and play caller, how you set up a defense. They set us up, OB. Yeah, but now here the thing is, folks. You know, when when you're pass rushing, when you're playing – against a scrambling quarterback, which I have said last week and I said this morning on our on our eleven to twelve show, what you do, whoever the designated man that have the outside coverage, when they're rushing a passer, take off and stay to the outside because they could do a million different things with the linebackers and defensive backs, making the tricks all between the guards and center, guards and the tackles, but just keep them wide. Did you see? I mean, they caved our offensive line in. He couldn't wheel out. He couldn't step up. All he got was sacked all day long. Now, here's, here's, here's coaching, folks. If you can't see that, if you're the head coach and you're the offensive coordinator or you're the offensive line coach or the offensive receiver or you're the running backs coach, you know what you do? You move the pocket. You move the pocket by a sprint out. By a bootleg. Don't let that kid get there and get hammered play after play after play. You move the pocket. That's how you defeat it. You defeat it by fire out blocking. We did none of that. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. And did we try to move it outside the pocket, outside the in, outside the tackle? 
No, you had four quarters to get it done, Aggie, and you ever did. You want to know why? Because none of you know what the hell you're doing. That's the bottom line. A couple of quotes coming out from Cleveland. Matt and Aggie, two of them I'll read from Twitter. Uh, I, I hate to take away from what they did. This is Nagy on the defense. They did a really good job. We have to start playing better to complement those guys. That's one. And then here's another one. I mean, he's owning it. You almost can't make it up. It was that bad. That's like he's quoting you, OB. Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you, there's, there's ways. Dan and I, we know, we play there. He's played on a world championship team I have. And there is a difference, folks, from trying to get there and getting it done. There is a difference. And I'm telling you, we have 26 coaches. 26, and this is the third game again, again, and I hate this, of the 21 season. And did you see what the hell went on out there with our number one draft choice? They never got him out of the pocket, moved it stronger to the weak side. Not one time. Where was the play action? Where was the attacking downfield? This is game after game, especially when you take this young kid. He lucky he didn't have his career ended today. But the, the, the most disheartening thing to me, OB, was, and Garrett said it during the week, all, you know, the first two games we haven't been effective because we've been chipped and doubled. And yet, when they started pillaging us in the late stages of the first quarter, we never made a move to bring a tight end and chip and stop the uh, the edge rush. Not one he time. was just lining up in a track stamps, running by 50-year-old uh, Peters, the left tackle. And, and again... If you don't see that, if you're not a, a smart enough offensive coordinator and or not. offensive line coach to go to the head coach and go, what are you doing? We've got to change protection. Then you need your butt fired too. Yeah. What, what Danny is exactly correct. And this is what we said last week and what I said again, again in, in the hour pregame show. Let me tell you something. If you're having problems with your offensive line and it's a pass play, I don't care what kind you use fire out blocking. Why? You got to stun the guy, your defensive lineman at the line of scrimmage. Don't drop back that step and a half and then engage him. Don't give him that room. Attack him on the line of scrimmage. If they beat you, at least you give your quarterback another half a second or a second and a half to get rid of the ball. That doesn't work. You bring a tight end, okay? You bring the tight end in. If that doesn't work, you bring the other tight end. Why? Because we have two barn burners, receivers that can get downfield and keep seven in the block. Did we try that? No. Did we try it with six? No. Did we try it with fire out blocking? No. Did we try it with moving the pocket? No. Did we try bootlegs? No. And you, you know what the hell you saw? We got our backside handed to us. You want to know why? From a bunch of stupid coaches. Here's one more naggy quote, and we'll get to news and then get to your calls. 312-981-7200. Quote, I obviously, as a head coach, did not do a good enough job of getting this offense ready to go. It starts with me and ends with me, and it's as simple as that. What it's- about the 25 other dummies like you, buddy? Well... You fired yourself last year, and you let Bill Lazor be the offensive coordinator. I think it's overly obvious that that should happen right now. 331, check the news on 720 WGN. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Said he'll go again on fourth down. On 80! Mayfield rolling in deep trouble. Here comes Khalil It is time for Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Browns 26, Bears 6, in case you missed the Bears game. And if you did, 
Congratulations. Hampo, who are you giving the defensive player of the game to? Well, the defensive line, you know, they fought it out pretty good. But the bottom line is Robert Quinn made an impact the first three quarters that we have not seen since he's been here. So, you know, in a loss, it's hard to give it, but I'm giving it to Quinn. He is a hundred times better than he was last year. Yeah, he's, he's, he's making things happen on the edge, is, which is why he's here. Yep, looks healthy. All right, let's take some calls. 312-981-7200. Mark in Broadview, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. How you doing, guys? Uh, two things real quick. Uh, we had a week to prepare for this game, and a reporter asked Nagy prior to the game if he was going to do anything different with Fields in there, and he said, no, we do what we do. And against the Rams, we went for it fourth and long three times. Today we had it fourth and two, fourth and one, and we don't even try to get a first down. That's why he should be fired. And to make a a rookie young quarterback in his first start do what they do is idiotic. You have to tailor the offensive structure to what his talents are. And obviously they did not do that. It was 13-3. to You have the ball in the red zone. You get the borderline miracle pass interference, illegal use of the hands penalty, and you have had you've shown nothing. So maybe there's a great chance that you don't get the first down, but you really had no choice but to go for it, right? You would think. And here's here in my mind. Yeah. You, what do you got you, to you, lose? Hey, here's the deal. You think you're going to be down inside the five again? The way the Cleveland defense was was killing us. You know, I mean, it, 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 everything he does is the opposite. It's nagiology. It's when you do the wrong thing first, and then somewhere down the road you say, "Oh, I should have done something else." Nagiology. So let's just let's talk about that. If you're him right now, and this is what you've seen after three games, and you know your job's on the line, and I'll bring up again: last year you took away play calling from yourself. Do you not do that again? Does that make him look like? But put yourself in his seat, trying for self for job self-preservation right now. I don't know how he couldn't. Come on. Hey, listen. You can't argue with success. What have we had? The opposite. Nagiology. It's the opposite. So you have to do what you haven't done, which is get rid of the play calling, give somebody else the opportunity, and he probably will do that in an effort to try to preserve his job. Now, will he? I don't know. What do you think, Obi? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, I really don't know. Where to go? I mean, I'm, I'm try- you're trying to look for some silver lining or, or, or some polish or something somewhere, and and it's just nowhere, folks. It truly is not. My God, this guy, him with his scared to death offense, it's got to go. I'll say it again, George McCaskey, you got to fire this guy. I don't care who you put as head coach. You can't have 26 coaches, game after game, year after year, come up with these game plans. Okay, and when and when our quarterback is getting killed back there, you have to change the calls at the line of scrimmage. Somebody, some coach on that offensive on that Nagy's coaching staff has to realize that and at least make a situation. Hey, let's go with fire out blo- blocking. And I, the reason why I keep going back to this, folks, because they do nothing. Our quarterbacks get pummeled. And if you ever saw a game where you had to change the line play, this was the game where you keep the tight end, you keep both tight ends, you move the pocket. This was a game. And you got 26 coaches in four quarters of football that can't figure that out. That borders criminals as far as I'm concerned. Hamp, you said something in the break that was extremely concerning, which was you don't think 
or at least it's possible that because of this experience for Justin Fields, that it's at least on the table that he's not going to be the same quarterback. He'll never be the same. I, I, I'm sorry. Think about when you, in your career of whatever it may be, and you have a catastrophe, you know that that befalls you, and 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 you always think back to this moment, and will it create? Doubt will it create? You know, uh, if I was him, there would be a lot of doubt in what this offensive staff is able to to accomplish. Bingo! There you go. That's so, it. Even if it's not his own confidence, his own self, you know, value traits that he knows he has. How can you come away from this and not be be shattered and 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 crippled? As far as think about this, okay. So Nagy gets here, and we got uh, 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 Mike Glennon, and he was supposed to be competent. So much that eighteen and a half million, uh, twenty million a year, and he leaves town in shame and dis- and, 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 and depravity. Trubisky, after four years, he was run out of town. Nick Foles, who had a, you know some ring time last year, right. won a Super Bowl. He was basically sent to the to the bench, a failure. And now, you know, we have our it's prize another quarterback's fault. Another quarterback that you know has been shattered. I mean, when are you going to stop the madness? I tell you, Danny, what if I'm Fields? I, not if there was a a, if a bet in Vegas. If, uh, like this, that what do you think that kid is thinking about on that plane ride home? And then when he gets it home at night, what the hell do you think he's going to be thinking about, folks? And I'm going to tell you what, he's going to be sitting there. He started this game, it was four quarters of football, and quarter after quarter, this kid's running for his life, getting whacked all over the place, and the stupid play calling. You think he, you think Fields doesn't know that? You really believe he doesn't know that? He knows what the hell went on, and he's going to think about it on that flight home. He'll think about it tonight, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that Nagy is still here by tomorrow morning that he doesn't go in and sit down and say, Coach, I'd like to talk to you for a little bit about that game plan yesterday. I would bet on it, folks. I would bet on it. I I think that kid has enough ability to be a top-flight quarterback, and what you saw today was a disgrace. wasn't his fault. It's the position, quarter after quarter, play after play, that the head coach and the coaches put him, that kid in that position, and the offense in that position, because they didn't have a remedy for a pass rush. And it's a basic way. There are remedies, and they never went to one of them. And again, I'll tell you, that kid, Fields, is thinking about this right now, folks. And he's thinking, and he will have a talk with that idiot if he's still here. Okay, think about. Okay, guys. I mean, it, it, as you can, every, it's a fifty-three man roster. Everybody's important. Everybody's supposedly the same value. No, it's not true. Who's the most important guy on that team right now? Who's the most? You want to protect the most important player on the team. They did nothing to change their idiotic game plan to try and protect the most important guy in the franchise. The future of the franchise was a was a Rottweiler turned loose on the Dan Ryan, you know, getting hit by cars all day. It was unbelievable, and 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 they never corrected it, folks. And and the things that Dan mentioned and that I mentioned, that's how you correct it. You know, not unless you got a, a strict a correct. Uh, contact with the good Lord up in heaven, okay? There are things that you could have done, and you as a coaching staff in four quarters never did it to protect this kid, to move the ball down the field and score points. Nagy, you and your coaches did not. 
and there were things that you could have done that would have worked. That would have worked. It was a shame. It, it and you didn't shame. do it. It's a you shame. left these kids out there for four quarters because of your ineptitude. There was one shot of Fields late in the game where he's sitting on the bench and he closes his eyes. He kind of his head tilts up. Who knows what's going through his mind at that point? But... I know what's going through his mind. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> excellent point. It's uh, time now for the Rosen Red Zone Report, sponsored by Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. I can tell you what Scott Levy would do right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, if... by this time, that guy would have been fired by a half an hour already. And don't even let him on the bus to go to the airport. The That's re... what Scott Levy would have done. Tell him to get an Uber. Scott, they kicked a field goal in the red zone. That was about the extent of the red zone. <laughs> 26-6, Browns uh, beat the Bears. We'll take your calls coming back. Your cause will be with us after 4 o'clock with you till 5. Hamp and OB. On, Stay on, callers. On 720. We'll get to you. WGN Hamp and OB, of course, brought to you by your local Mark Chevy dealers. Mark too much. I do. ChevyTryChicago.com. <laughs> Thank you, OB. Blitz coming. Field sees it, unloads it. First down, Robinson. Breaks the tackle. Allen Robinson, a big one. Boy, do they need that. I'm not sure if there's ever been a bigger 12-yard, 13-yard completion on a comeback route than that one right there. Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson trying to find some positive tibs for the Bears today. There weren't many. 26-6. Browns beat the Bears. Bears are 1-2 positive, I guess. Detroit coming in next week. You know what's interesting? Andy Dalton, the NFL Network reporting, has a bone bruise. So it's possible... He's supposed to miss at least two weeks, but it's possible that he feels better this week. And Matt Nagy has said that Dalton's the starter. So I suppose it's on the table that they go back to Dalton and, hey, Justin Fields, this was your start. You you just got hammered by the Browns, and now you can sit with it for a while. That's like you're, you're out of gas and you're figuring out which gas station to go to. It doesn't matter what the big picture says is protect this young quarterback and give him the tools, the, the schematics of an offense to, Dan, to protect him. They don't know how to Who protect him. Who cares about Dalton? You had four quarters today to prove that this coaching staff, you guys know what the hell you're doing. You know what you proved? You're a bunch of 26 dummies. To let that kid go out there for four quarters and get whacked around like that and you do nothing. You do nothing to protect him. And that, especially when there's things that you can do that make sense. A tight end, two tight ends, move the pocket, get him out of there. Get him out of the pocket, spread him out, stronger, weak. And not one of you can come up with that as an answer? Well, that tells me is you don't know what the hell you're doing. Period. Enough is enough with this. Yeah. OB, normally by 352, we've got you off peak OB, but we're still well, here. Well, to- have that kid hammered like that. I know. And, and, and folks, and to make what Dan just said, to make no adjustments when there are adjustments that you can do to help this kid and to help your linemen, there are things that you can do, and we don't do one of them. One of them in four quarters. Nobody has the common sense or the football sense to say, hey, guys, this isn't working, that's not working, this isn't working. Well, how do we correct it? Well, this is what we have to do. But you don't do anything, and you let those kids go out there and play football for four quarters and get their backside handed to them, shame on you guys. 312-981-7200. Let's get some calls in here. Bob in the Twin Lakes uh, up in Wisconsin. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Bob. Gentlemen, good afternoon. OB, you're going to have a heart attack, and if you do that, 
you're going to have Danny Kaz and uh, Richard Dent up there taking pictures of you at Strawberry Creek laughing at you after you do it. How do I know this? Because they did it to me. Never mind. Anyways, guys, why isn't Nagy fired? And I'm going to double down with you. How about a two-tight end set or even a three-tight end set because the Browns did it, you know, to match protect this kid? How about uh, putting him back in a shotgun, you know, and put a couple of tight ends around him to protect this kid? I don't get it. You know, if anything is left of this season, give this team to Bill Lazor because Nagy is an absolute idiot. Bob. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bob. Bob, great. Yes. he, Bob, great job is right. Great job. And, and and that's the other thing. I remember some of these bear coaches we've had, they said, oh, the bear listeners, the bear fans, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, I can tell you this right now. After today, our bear fans know more than what the hell Nagy and his staff does, and that's for damn sure. Hashtag Bob. Today proved it. Hashtag Bob. John in Naperville, keep going. Go ahead, my friend. John? John. Uh, is this for, for Don? No, for yeah, you, John. Talk or or you're Don. Either way, whoever you are, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. hi, this is Don from Naperville. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. It truly is an honor just to talk with you guys, and I agree with everything you've said. I mean, the play calling today is what's got me the most upset. The question I have for everybody is nine sacks, right? Wasn't it nine sacks? How do we have a quarterback that's this mobile and he gets sacked nine times? Because it's not, like Cle- it's not like Cleveland had that great of a defense. I mean, they're good, but come on, they're not that good. So nine sacks to me says you don't drop him back. You just have to try to throw out of the pocket. You roll them out, and that's what you guys have all been talking about. It's the it's the coaching. It's the play calling. Um, Don, Don thanks, Don. You got you. Yeah, Donnie, great observation, Donnie. And what it is again when you have a scrambling quarterback. Supposedly, that Fields is you. You have outside containment, and all your tricks and everything comes from up the middle. Why? So he doesn't step up. He tries to wheel out, and they're there. And that's exactly what happened today. They caved us in. We in the middle. They he couldn't step up. He couldn't get out, and he couldn't wheel out because they were all over him. They had containment. That's what you saw for four quarters. That's coaching, Don. First two weeks, the Browns had three sacks. Uh, today, they had nine. Virtually zero pressure because of the opponents were smart. They did not want to let that defensive uh, line control the game. And unfortunately, our buffoons played right into their hands. You know, it was funny. Before we go to break here, at the end of the half, Kevin Burkhart said, let's go to Pam Oliver on the sideline. She talked to Matt Nagy. And we all laughed and we said, wouldn't it be great if she said, no, I didn't talk to him. He doesn't know a damn thing about football. (laughs) That's what we all said. Now, you better believe that every coaching staff in the NFL, they're going down on their knees tonight praying to the dear Lord that Nagy keeps his job because they know, they know, that makes everything so much better for them when they do play the Bears. I do believe that there's a chance that Nagy will get fired. George McCaskey's nobody's fool either, by the way. At least I don't think George is. And I'll tell you what, when the hell is it enough? What George doesn't want these you talk about the Green Bay fans, the Chicago Bear fans are as good as any, if greater than any in the history of this game. And I'm going to tell you one thing, ownership, you don't want to lose these fans. You keep this clown around from game to game, and it, it's right in front of you. Look at look at how, my God, look at how we operate offensively. 
this year and last year. That tells you they have to go. George, don't lose the people in Chicago. We have one hour to go with you till five. Kai's coming up after four with your calls. Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. News coming up in two minutes on 720 WGN. They go three wide with a tight end. On second and long, Mayfield going in zone. That was right before the half. We're making that our Muller Auto game-changing moment play that turned the game. We're stretching a little bit here in a 26-6 loss, but that was not great before the end of the first half. Muller game-changing moment sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, that, uh, well, that, that changed drive. everything. It, you know, we were in the game. It was 6-3, to three, and we've got them pinned down on the 11, and yet... Here comes Cleveland with an 89-yard, 12-play drive for a touchdown that you just heard to Hoopa in the end zone. <laughs> Let me tell you something that that, that just it just it keeps building and building. And you know, when I mentioned earlier, folks, <clears throat> we had six first downs in four quarters of football. Okay, and as a team, we rushed for 46 yards and net one yard passing. All right, we only passed the four receivers today. Six passes. Robinson, two. Montgomery coming out of the backfield, two. Cole Komet, one. And Mooney, one. So our two our receivers, three receivers, caught a total of four passes. Montgomery, two, coming out of the backfield. Six first downs. Pass for net yards of a net yard of one yard. And we run for 46. And this is the third game of the 21 season. And you wonder why we're aggravated. And I think all bear lovers should be aggravated. And this is a direct fall. The arrows all point directly to Pace, Nagy, and this entire coaching staff. Again, let me tell you, there's 26 of them. And this is what you guys come up with in the third game of the 21 season. And you're going to be employed here tomorrow? I hope not. Kaz, welcome back in, my friend, as we get into the 4 o'clock hour. Kazi, what irritated you the most today welcome my friend everything are you kidding me everything did and um i will say this we need a change at the top it starts with ryan pace then you work down to matt Nagy. bingo forget about the other coaches i mean at this point let's just focus on those two talk about what really happened today the defense is still pretty good um you know we have Nagy trying to build the offense around uh Fields, who they drafted, although they had Andy Dalton as their starter, so they weren't running RPOs. So when you do an RPO with the linemen and receivers, it screws everything up. So even though if they try to build it around Fields now that he's now running the offense, we look stupid doing it. And Fields missed a couple of reads, and that's on him, but he's a young rookie, and rookies are going to miss that. But here is a guy that doesn't have the foresight to recognize that here is our future. Let's start working on this. And that's where it all goes sideways. And honestly, guys, I I don't even know what to say anymore. I just hope George McCaskey understands that Bear fans deserve better. And it's time to make a change with Ryan Pace and work your way down. And whatever the season looks like, does does it really matter? Because we can only improve after you get rid of these two morons. Glenn, the, George McCaskey, McCaskey family, they cannot afford 
to lose the best fans in the land. And I tell you, they've been back in this team for a hundred and some years. And I'll tell you what, they keep fooling around. And the one thing that Pace has proved, that Nagy's proved, they, they're not ready for this game. They're not capable. Pace is not capable of drafting. And Pace is not even close to being a head coach, let alone an assistant. And I tell you what, you got to be careful, ownership of the Bears. You got to be careful because if they keep going on and on with these with these two guys, I'd be well. I'll tell you what, better start thinking about it if you haven't. That's where I would well, quit. Go this ahead. was wasn't this Cade McNown bad? Yeah, and, and I said I at mean, the honestly, outset, San hey, Francisco, right? Hey, can we, we get Mark Trestman back? What about uh, uh, John Shoup? Somebody. Anybody but this idiot. I mean, it's crazy. Hey, Cos, we got a full board. Let's get you oh, to let's the, calls. Get the calls. I know because, quite frankly, there's not a lot to say other than it's time to just make a change. That's what we got to do. Kevin in the Grange Park, welcome to WGN. Hamp will be in Cos. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, hey, Hamp, Cos, OB, Kevin from Lagrange Park again. Thanks for taking my call. We spoke last week after the game. I started making notes at halftime for this call, and you hit a a lot of my points already. I don't even know where to start. 22 plays, 33 yards at the half, two first downs, game totals, six first downs, 47 yards. Half of last week's 83 yards, OB. You need to practice that hard all week to be that bad. All week I heard on the radio that Fields is a mobile quarterback and they need to get him on the move. Nagy kept him in the pocket all day. The Browns had nine sacks. Where's Montgomery? Where's the tight end? Cutler had no O-line. Mitch had no O-line. We still have no O-line. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you. Good call, Kevin. Here's the issue, guys. They tried to bootleg a naked bootleg, and naked bootlegs are stupid. Unless you have an experienced quarterback, because you're leaving a guy coming free, right? So you fake the handoff, and then you boot out. And so when they did try to bootleg, they did the dumbest thing you can. And it just goes to show you what a uh, complete moron Nagy is. Pete, welcome to WGN. Let's keep it rolling here. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, Pete from Dixon, Illinois. Uh, by the way, Dan, and Ed, a couple of my favorite bears. The, uh, I can't, whatever happened, there is no better play against a pass rush than a screen. Screen left. Screen right, screen down the middle. I mean, they all the good teams do it. The Packers, the New England, the Tampa Bay's. We haven't had a good screen passes since the days of Walter Payton. What is the problem? Thanks, Pete. Yeah. Dumb coaches. Yeah. Dumb general managers. You know, and and Pete brings up a point. You know, we didn't mention screen, and and, and you know, the screen is the great equalizer against the pass rush. And, you know, here's the thing. This offensive line, as it's currently construed, the two tackles are the weak links. Now, when you look at the opponent, do they have some flamethrowers at defensive end that you got to be worried about? Well, yeah, Clowney and Miles Garrett are the two first overall picks in the draft. They're flamethrowers. You better go into the game thinking, you know what, we're going to screen those guys to death. I used to hate it. When we'd play against a team that was less than good, we knew that they were going to do a bunch of silly things like this. They're going to throw the speed screen, make us run and run and run, try to wear us down. We don't, we're not even smart enough to do crap that, 
You know, we, people were doing it against us 20, 30 years ago. And that's how stupid we are. Not one screen today. Not one. Not one last week. I don't even think we had one against the Rams, did we? I think we had one in Montgomery. And it went for about 12 yards. But the last two weeks, zero. I thought it was just amazing that and, – and Garrett moved a lot, around a lot, but there was plenty of times he's lined up right there versus Peters. This is not going well. And they did nothing. nothing. <laughs> and, and Jason Peters on a number of occasions, so worried about the inside blitz pickup, mm-hmm. and he takes an inside step opening the back door for Miles Garrett to just go around him like, you know, like water in a drain. It was, I told it was you, embarrassing. I told you and our listeners today – there's, you can combat that. You can work again. You can make some things work. Obviously, obviously, this coaching staff does not know what to do. Why am I saying that? Because if today doesn't prove it, then nothing will. Kaz, you've been a head coach. What would you have done in that matchup? How would you have helped out Jason Peters? Well, I would have chipped him all day, right? I mean, whoever was on him, I would have had a tight end or fullback or anyone as they go in motion, chip them, and then go into a route. It's really simple. It's and not and hard. it's the most infuriating thing down. in the world. It's like the you, easiest thing in the world. Just yeah, chip them. But you got to engage them at the line of scrimmage, too. If that doesn't work, then go to the chip. Glenn, there's, in other words, the point I'm trying to make is there's so many things that you could have done to combat what they were doing defensively or how bad our offense is to give them the help, and we did nothing. That's the crime of it. That's the silliness of it. That's the stupidity of it. We did nothing. Right, and that's where chipping matters. And we did it later in the game, but at that point it was over, honestly. It just, you know, I got to watch the entire game today, and it just, uh, you know, at one point I just wanted to throw up other than the U.S. beat the snot out of Europe in uh, the Ryder Cup, right, Ham? (laughs) So that's the only good thing that we had going today. We did have two TVs going on here. Let's uh. Quick timeout. Kaz is with us to the bottom of the hour. Get some calls in there. OB, you want to give a shout-out yeah, to one I of your just, friends? I really do. I want to give a shout-out to Mike D., who just retired as the head baseball coach at the UIC uh, University of Illinois Chicago campus, Circle Campus. I'll tell you, he was there for 23 years, folks. You And he is a great fan of our show, Dan and Mark and Glenn. A great show. Listens to us a lot. He wound up, after 23 years, 680 wins, 12 conference championships, 6 NCAA tournament berths, 117 all-conference players, 17 all-regionals, 8 All-American, and 9 freshman All-American. And the one guy that really jumps out at you folks would be Curtis Granderson, who Mike coached. And the kid went on to play 16 years and, and made a big impact in professional baseball. But I'll tell you what. To sit there and have those kind of numbers and the respect he has from the school, the players that have played for him, and the fans that have watched the game. And I'd like to make a suggestion to George McCaskey. Hire Mike D. Hire Mike D. (laughs) Mike, congratulations. Thank you for listening to our show. You're a great man. And by the way, you do have a beautiful wife and Anne, same name as my wife. You but anyways, are... congratulations, Mr. D. I feel like we're in the Bo knows football, OB knows baseball moment, and now we're, we're hey, we're campaigning for the UIC baseball coach to be well, the... I, I, I would hire him hey. just to have him check over things. No argument over here, OB. Hamp and OB with God, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. A lot of guys standing up in the line. Do they drop? Do they come? They're coming. Field.
Garrett's in trouble. Racing away and he's Living in the backfield, indeed. It's time now for Who Brought It Today, sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the car to bring through it all. Should we just give it to Miles Garrett? No, we don't give it to the opposition. We give it to our punters. Seven punts and a couple of 62-yarders. Hey, now you know it's time to fire the coach when the punter's the player of the game. And we don't even know his name for crying out loud. So who Pat O'Donnell. Panel down is one of my he favorite punters. the punter. That's what we call the punter or the kicker. Punter or kicker. That's it. Yeah, all you say is a, you don't say Hampton, get in there, or Cods, get in there. You go, punter. <laughs> you don't even call him his name. Kicker, go in. Who cares? He was fantastic. Way to go, Pat. He's a great guy. So I, I like that Panel Down just made it onto the show today. Average almost 57 yards a kick. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Uh-oh. When our most valuable player is a punter. <laughs> Houston, we got a problem. <laughs> For the record, and I don't want to go behind the scenes too much here, but OB was, uh, you know, perhaps using the restroom there. I think you came sprinting back to yell in here that if it's That's, the- when I heard that going on, who's the most valuable player? <laughs> a punter? What? <laughs> Ed, who else? Come on, give us a break. There was nothing there. Right. Got to be the punter. He punted all day. We love you, Pat O'Donnell. Keep rolling, buddy. All right. Uh, John in Fox Lake, welcome to Hampton OB and Kaz on 720 WGN. Go ahead, buddy. Guys, the most like, like, egregious thing that happened at this game, and it would probably be the number one reason why the McCaskies, George, should fire the head coach come either at the end of this game or tomorrow morning is because of this. We know it's a quarterback league, and the quarterback's the most important person on the team. I would say above the head coach. But to leave him in the game, I think it was like four, four minutes left. The white flag was already out. What are you trying to do? The kid gets set. Put in folds. There is nothing to gain other than have the kid get another sack or be injured for the year or what have you. I don't understand the logic with the coach keeping him in the game. That was the head coach putting himself above the team. John, no questions about it. Great, you know, great I, call, I, Hamp. You said it. I, I said it in the first hour, and this is why there should be criminal charges filed against Nagy, not only for impersonating a, a head coach, but an offensive coordinator. And how about even a human being? As you said, the most important player on this or, or in this organization, in George, in Pace, in Khalil Mack. It's the quarterback now. It is the future of your franchise. The next decade is all about him and to leave him in there and let him take a beating that, you know, that was merciless and, and, and act like you didn't have any concern about it is sickening. It's uh, sickening. Dan, uh, boy, that, that's a great statement you just made. I got to say, George McCaskey, and I said, he's nobody fooled. George, you got to you got to take a long, hard look at these first games, three games, okay, and then take another hard look at last year and the year before, with both Pace and Nagy. And I'm going to tell you something: you you've invested a lot of money, a ton of money, in a lot of people, George. You better take a hard look at this guy and to keep him around with the rest of these coaches. That 
is a mistake, in my opinion, in Dan Hampton's opinion, and and several other people's and that have played for the Bears. Several opinion their also. opinion. You've got to do something. You can't let this clown be the head of this show. You can't. Cos, go ahead. No, I was saying, in my opinion, too. I mean, Ed's right. There's it, It's embarrassing, and we just got to take a step back, take a deep breath, all of us as Bear fans. We love the Bears. We want them to win. We now have to get people that will actually help us win, and that starts with having a GM that can actually draft quality players. We're in trouble. I know. So you get rid of him. Then you get rid of your head coach because he's a joke also. It's dumb and dumber. It's just the, the, the number third version of it, right? Dumb, dumber, 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 keep going, whatever it is. And this is uh, – let me, let me illustrate the, the ineptitude of Ryan Pace. So he trades up to get Trubisky. A complete – I mean, a, a, a mistake. All Not that four years anymore. later. Now he trades up again to get this kid, Justin Fields. And then he trades up again in the second round to get, what is it, Tevin Jenkins? Tevin Jenkins, yes. Okay, who did not finish his college career. He didn't play the last three games. Because of his back, and now he's got back surgery. So, oh, this is how, yeah, I mean, how stupid can you be? They also let Kyle Fuller go, kept Jimmy Graham, who has been out of. Stupid. Yeah, been out of milk carton. Well, I mean, yeah. Fuller was the worst mistake they made. Right. Graham, right. you know, I mean, I don't think he cost him much. No, it was $10 million, and it would have been the oh, difference in Cal Fuller's yeah. salary. Yeah. So they couldn't keep both. They So they let, you know, potentially yeah, it makes sense. Get uh, one of the, the five best players player on the team to keep, keep this, old guy. you know, this guy that's uh, almost in, in, full of ineptitude until you get down close to the goal line where he can use his six seven height. Kazi, we'll talk to you next week after they beat the Lions, damn it. Well, I Don't sure count on it. So, but I got to tell you guys, the Lions bring it on defense. They're horrible on offense, but they bring it on defense. So it's going to be tough for us. Yeah, no, it's true. Kazi, you the man. Appreciate you, brother. Love, Love you, guys. guys. Stay safe, eight four thirty. Let's get in the news. Seven twenty WGN. I feel like right now, where our defense, the way they're fighting against a good team like today, they gave us an opportunity to to be in there to win the game, and um, and then we just didn't do enough. Campano B, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. Chevy drives Chicago.com. We got 23 minutes of show left. My guy Jack Silverstein on Twitter, he's done a little compilation here, which I think is worth bringing up. September 10th, 2018. Tweet from Rich Campbell, who worked at the Tribune. Matt Nagy just finished his day after a press conference. He evaluated game video, had a clearer sense of positive negatives. He lamented several of his play calls. That's 2018. Uh, and then another year later, Nagy, it wasn't good enough. Too many mental mistakes we just typically don't make. These guys have to understand, and we as coaches need to understand, that it's our job to fix that, all right? And you just move it along. September 13th, this year opener, we definitely need to play better, and that starts with me coaching better. And then let's move it along to today. These are the hard ones. It starts with me. I, so he said it a million times that it starts with me, which he said again today, which I give him credit for that he's outing himself, but... At some point, we've got the recurring theme here that, uh, you know, you got to sort of take the keys away. Well, right? I'll tell you what, take the keys away from for him, him putting that kid out there fields for four quarters and him getting bopped and knocked and flipped the brown quarter minute after minute, quarter after quarter, and no adjustments to help that kid. 
You talk about a poor job of coaching. I don't think he understands the game at this level. And he has to go. He has to go. You know what? A wise man once said, if somebody's telling you who they are, you got to believe them. Let's hear what he said exactly, the wise man. I obviously, as a head coach, did not do a good enough job of uh, getting this offense ready to go to be able to play and win a football game. So uh, it starts with me, it ends with me, and uh, it's as simple as that. No, it doesn't. It starts with you and the other 25 guys that you hired who, for obviously obvious reasons, you can't figure out an offensive game plan from week to week. you got to be kidding me. Got to be kidding me. See, I... I just didn't understand how he didn't figure out that he wasn't an offensive guru. Just give it to Bill Lazor. Be the rah-rah head coach. It's your role. That's what you're good at. It's, that's not the way to go. The way to hold, you got to hold players accountable. Do that. They've got to, you got to have the players have to respect you. You don't want to be their very best friend. And he thinks these 53 kids on his team are his very best friends. They are not. There are certain rules, regulations, and situations, and you got to hold them accountable. This guy thinking he's a genius and, oh, when you go to training camp, we don't have to hit. We don't have to do it because I invented this new way of how to go through an exhibition season. And it came right back to smack him right in the face. Once again, Eddie Jackson whiffing on tackle after tackle. It was it's it's bad. Got to hold these people accountable. That reminds me. Last year when they started, remember they were five and one, and they were. He was talking about in one of the press conferences. I think they were coming back from maybe it was Carolina. He's like, and he was explaining the team play. Some it's just great. Some guys read and some guys eat and. Some of us talk, and I'm like, "What are you talking?" This is it was like high school. It's it was, nonsense. It was it was unbelievable. Let's get to the callers. All right, let Randy and Joliet. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, how are you guys doing today? All right, Randy. All righty. Um, first off, Matt Nagy couldn't coach a boat how to float on water. That was the worst display of coaching I've seen in like ten years, man. That was terrible. And another thing, man, this whole line. What is going on? Jason Peters couldn't move. He has like cinder blocks for feet, man. And they couldn't, what's it called? It's like watching a bunch of morons trying to hump a doorknob out there on the old line. It was terrible. It's disgusting to be a Bears fan today and watch them get destroyed by the Cleveland Browns. Thanks, Randy. Randy. The reason why is obviously you have a general manager and scouts. They're the ones that are going out and finding these guys and bringing them in from college or as free agents. They're bringing them in and handing them over to Nagy. And that, so where is the problem? Pace, his scouts. My God, and this is, and by the way, what this line just didn't become bad. It's been this way this year, last year, and the year before. That's been the biggest problem with the Bears. And the most important thing in, the, in this league today, it's a passing league. You got to have five guys up front. My God, how many times do you have to say it to keep your damn quarterback upright? Can nobody in this coaching staff or in that front office figure that out? Daryl, Seattle. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Daryl. Thank you for taking the call. I'll be real fast. Uh, unlike other major sports, every football game matters. There's only 17 right. games, and the percentage of bad to average to great in an organization is clearly able to identify. Forget the stats of this game. This was an organizational game, and it showed where Cleveland's going, who's also had issues with organization from the top down and QBs, and they're going up. The Rams game was a Super Bowl. Everybody's Super Bowl is the only goal, and the Rams are 
in such another league than the Bears. That proved it. And then last week's game against Cincinnati, new coach, pretty much a new quarterback because he was injured most of the thing. And, and we barely beat them. He threw three interceptions and we barely beat them. The McCaskies have been patient. They've spent plenty of money. It's time. We had a coach of the year. He got worse. Passed off his, uh, he got, a uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky made him worse. He made him worse as he got through his four yes, years. Yes, he did. Justin, Justin Fields, great in the preseason, looking worse. Again, it's just making players worse and worse. Nick Foles came in uh, when he got in. Uh, I forgot which quarterback and got injured. He had a great game. The next week they started him. He did horrible. This coach makes people worse, not better. And that's the number one problem with coaching. Switch everybody, top down. Thank you, McCaskey. Thank you for taking my call. You got it, hey, Daryl. Hey, Daryl, excellent call, my friend. If you remember when Trubisky first took the field, he actually looked great. He really did. He was flying all over the place. Now, granted, it was I'm, I'm, I think I'm even referencing a preseason game, but like, oh, he's, he's flying around. He looks like he can do some stuff, and they never really figured out what he can do. Even if you went back to the Eagles playoff game, they finally turned him loose in the fourth quarter, and he did enough to get him in field goal range, and he had the double doink. I'm not saying that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a great quarterback, but Daryl's point and everyone else's point in the entire city. That's what I've said. Has Khalil Mack been a better player the last four years than he was the first year? Or three years? No. No, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's the reverse of the Midas touch. It's everything turns the other way. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the reverse of the Midas touch. Speaking and then, about the Midas touch, just like Mike D again, and I told you, he's such a, he's a great guy. Back to Mike great, D? Uh, yeah, back, because you want to know why? Why? He had took 50 players that played for him that played in the major leagues at the University of Illinois Circle Camps. 50! Uh, one of which was Curtis Granderson. Hashtag hire Mike D, new Bears coach. Finding out what players do and let them do it. Well, that's and, a pretty damn and, good and career. Your, your team yeah. around what they do well. Eddie Jackson, backwards, right? Yes. I mean, how many, if you, if you really were to look at who's gotten better here, how about uh, Leonard Floyd? How much better does he look in a different uniform? Now, Granny's playing with Aaron Donald, but Ron in Chicago, welcome to Hampton OB on 720 WGN. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Matt Nagy, he always tries to prove he's the smartest guy in the room. And there you go. Yeah, last week he got away with it, but this week he got totally totally exposed. And uh, don't be surprised if the Bears pick up a uh, quarterback off the waiver wire this week. Mm. No, that, that that's not going to happen. Thanks, Ron. They've already spent a fortune on Foles and and Dalton to look like <laughs> on the sideline. Well, like, now well, we're glad we're not there, out there. <laughs> hold it, Ron. There may be some truth to what he just said. Don't forget what coaching staff you're talking about. What, yeah. That what you just said, Hamp, about Foles, and nobody was saying this this week, but I just thought that listen, you play Justin Fields when he's ready to play. It's not based on Dalton. It's not based on winning. This is your prize guy. You play him when he's ready. Good so, point. So Dalton gets hurt, and I was half thinking, I wanted to see Fields play, but if he's not ready, which you determined because you were starting Dalton, then throw the other veteran out there and don't ruin the kid. Exactly. And don't leave him in there in the fourth quarter to take a beating. It just, it's, everything they do is back-asswards. Before that, the adjustment should have been made. That's, and I'll say it, if I said it 10 times today, I'll say it another 10, say it 20 times tomorrow. Those adjustments should have been made during this game. And there wasn't one damn adjustment. 
312-981-7200. Squeeze in a couple more calls with you till 5. Craig, Lake Geneva, thanks for being patient. Go ahead. Thank you for taking my call and my question. Hey, I've never played the game, but I consider myself a pretty educated fan. But I don't know about my question here. When you're seeing your teammate getting pummeled, like the quarterback was today, our quarterback, and um, nothing's being done, the scheme is bad, do players take matters into their own hands? No, that can't happen. Good, bad, or indifferent, Chris? No, but you know what it does psychologically? It tells you, hey, not only do these guys not know what, what to do and how to do it, but they don't care. Anybody in their right mind would have, would have not let that quarterback take that beating in the fourth quarter. They would have told Foles, go in there and hand it off. But instead, they, they kept him in the pocket, kept him you know, trying to throw those little eight-yard uh, back shoulders, and he was taking a beating. I told you. To me, Danny, that, that like, like in, in my little world, that border's criminal. you got to be kidding me. By that time in the fourth quarter, you haven't figured out what who that kid is, what kind of an athlete, what kind of quarterback he could be, and he's taking a beating like that, play after play after play, and you make no adjustments and you keep and you let him go out there. I'll tell you what, folks, I will not forget this game for a long time. Come back with one more wrapper-upper here as we get ready for the Lions. Your Chicagoland McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off and a flexible schedule, so working there also works for you. You can achieve your goals and keep moving up with tuition assistance and the opportunity for growth. And, of course, you'll get free employee meals. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com. Jobs you apply for may be in a restaurant owned by a franchisee, not McDonald's. Franchisees are responsible for all employment at their restaurants. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears lose 26-6. It's 720 WGN. A lot of guys standing up in the line. Do they drop? Do they come? They're coming. Fields is in trouble. That's our BBB Trusted Review brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. OB, you just said that you will not forget this game for a long time, and neither will, neither will Miles Garrett with his four and a half sacks, for the record. Well, I'll tell you what. They, uh, obviously, they knew what their, their, they knew what their game plan was. Contain, pressure up the middle, and that's why the kid couldn't get out. And what was our response? We let it go on for three, four quarters, whatever, whatever it was, guys. I'll tell you, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just disgusted with this entire coaching staff. There's no reason to put a game plan like this together. And if it's going bad, you go to game plan B. If that's going bad, you go to game plan C. What the hell are you coaches getting paid for? We're going to try to squeeze in as many calls as possible in the next five minutes. So go quick. We love you. Maurice, did I hit the wrong button? Yes, I did. E, E1. Maurice, go ahead, my friend. Yes. Hello, gentlemen. Obi, you stole my thunder last week with your assessment of the Bears barely winning. The defense, they try. And and what's going on with uh, Julio Matt? You've got him out of the game. Now, let me get to uh, the offense. There is no offense. <laughs> okay? 
the offensive line, they could not protect Fields from the strong side, the right side. He got sacked, what, three times. I saw that. In fact, there was one play in the third quarter that the camera zoomed in on Fields' eyes. He looked like deers in the headlight. And what happened? Boom. Thanks, Maurice. Thanks, Maurice. Keep it moving here. And uh, there was a lot of moments where Fields had the deer in the headlights look going on today. Matt and Champagne, keep going. Gentlemen, I appreciate you squeezing me in as fast as I can. Two questions and a quick point. One, with after the two or three sacks Garrett had, why wasn't there coaching adjustments to slide the protection to the, uh, Peter's side, throw a tight end in there to help him out with that blocking tight end they have, Stoltz, whatever his name is, or keep it back in a chip, something. Question two, why did they release Jimmy Graham? And a quick point, with the way the Lions have played against two Super Bowl contenders, supposedly with the Niners and Baltimore, who they should have beat today, they have to work it out for him, and there's no way you start a rookie on the road against for his first start against a Super Bowl contender like Cleveland. Foles needs to start next game, so thanks. All I right, that quick think. answer to you. Guess what, pal? You know it. You know it. When you were asking those questions, you know what the answer was, and it's a simple answer. Coachy, that's exactly where it falls. Nowhere else. Coachy. You can't. You have to start Fields next week. Uh, you can't. You can't let him sit with this. You, you. I don't care how he plays next week. He's got to play. So I disagree with that point by Matt. But great call, Jim. Go quickly, Jim. Go ahead. Quickly. Uh, hey, if they let Nagy go, is there anyone on the current staff that you would recommend to take over the uh, leadership of the team just to get a different voice in there? Interesting question. Well, you know, not really. John D. Filippo is the uh, offensive passing coordinator. What did he come up with? One total yard today. I think you have to pass on him. Bill Lazor, he was so good that Nagy took the play calling back from him. So you'd have to pass on him. Who else? Who you got? You know, I mean, it's a bad it's a bad team right now, and it's a real bad coaching staff. They're not firing Nagy either, just for the record. You I, don't know that. I do. You uh, you do? I, I do. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but oh, I have. Well, I mean, that's an, yeah, they're not going to fire him after the third game. But that's just a general, general consensus. I'll tell you what. Could it happen? Yes, it could. Go to the next caller. Tom, I don't think you're going to like this caller, OB. But, Tom, you're a lifelong Packer fan. You want to give us sympathy? Uh, a little bit. But uh, I just think that uh, Matt Nagy and the coaching staff, you guys, Ryan Pace, are doing an outstanding job. <laughs> Keep them, keep them there. They're doing an outstanding job. I've been to many Packer Bear games in Chicago. Your fans are great. I mean, they're great. They're respectful. No one wants to kick my ass in the parking lot or anything like that. But, um, you know, I've got to tell you, after you in January when they had that that big uh, you know big group hug uh, press conference where oh we like how everything's progressed and how we synergize and all that, there were 31 teams around the league with champagne corks popping, going Yahoo! Here we go. They lo- we got another year of a free pass in Chicago. The, the green and gold have been loving it for a long, long time. Hey, he's back, our longtime sponsor. We're closing the show with him. Nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. Vuk, for all Vuk. your auto, home, business needs, contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. Vuk! 
And OB, sing with me one time. Remember that nationwide is. Oh, I can't it, sing. That was so good. You were there. You got the. How about up. nationwide is on your side? Is, That's about as good as I is, can do. Is on your side. Right. Jeff okay, Andy. It. Andy Reid lost the uh, game at home today to the Chargers. He was taken to a hospital with some kind of issues. Yeah, prayers up for Andy, one of the great men in the NFL. Yeah. Incredibly well respected. Yeah, he's a fine fella. All right, next week we go. The Lions, it's a noon kickoff. That means pregame at 11 next Sunday, and we're with you after the game at 3. They lose to the Lions. It'll be hard to top today's oh, show. No. But we, know, we, we, Lions are coming in here. The per- you couldn't have a better thing for Nagy and the coaching staff to have the Lions come in here. They're going to be drinking be nitrous oxide That'd be impossible week. to lose to the Lions. Well, we'll see. All right. Thank you so much for calling, texting, listening. We, we appreciate you. Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Signing off. We'll see you next week on 720 WGN.